Uh, episode 15. <laughs> oh, let's see. That's a good question. Let's check. Yeah, I don't think I can hear you on the stream at all. <laughs> hey, how about now? Well, let me just let it catch up and find out. I hit the wrong headset. Yeah, that worked. That one worked, okay. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, welcome to More Than Dice episode 15! Hey! This time with actual audio! <laughs> actual audio! We had to splice this one together real quick. Uh, it's also the uh, Twitch chat is not coming up correctly, which is no big surprise. Let me Ouch. see if I need to put that I where I need things to put work it. right. It's, you know, Menoth Sean's here. We forgot to welcome in with technical difficulties. It's, yeah. it's what he knows. Always. We always have technical difficulties. It's, like it says, we're a professional podcast. We do yeah, professional things. <laughs> oh, professional. I wish I could be a professional podcaster. Just podcast all day? Man, that sounds great. It says, amazing. Let's see. Let's see if we can put this one, this Twitch stream in there, because it's like we're not getting Twitch now, of course, of all the things. Ah! <laughs> Just showed up on the screen. <laughs> oh, no, I had to, had to quick it in, put it in real quick. Yeah, no worries. So, with that said, what are we going to talk about? Well, I figured I'd start by uh, talking about our Patreon, because it keeps our, our lights on and all. Yes, it does. And you can find us at www.patreon.com slash more than dice. And, uh, you know, for your contributions, uh, at the $1 episode, you get our uh, preamble, which you just finished. Uh, lots of cool extra extra content there. Uh, we actually had a really good one, I feel. A lot of really interesting conversation. Um, you yeah. also get some occasional other specials. Uh, at the $2, in addition to the pre-ramble, you'll get a uh, More Than Dice die. Uh, we'll give those out every so often. We're still working on the uh, the the logistics of that, let's say. Uh, but uh, you'll, you'll start off with one uh, blue one, then eventually you'll, you'll get multiples, and we'll keep track, and eventually get you a green one to roll column with. Correct. So, theoretically, we are still War Machine of Hordes as our main. Uh, and then for $5 or more per episode, you get extra content. You get uh, Kathy's monthly hobby videos, mm -hmm. and then you get my quasi-bi-weekly... Quasi-bi-weekly? <laughs> minis and movies. Uh, well, it's... It's been a crazy time of the year, so it'll be more in the easy times, less in the hard times, and I apologize for that, but uh, yeah, you'll get minis and movies for that also. Um, actually, I misspoke last week. Last week, I said the next one was going to be Ant-Man and uh, uh, How to Take a Break from the Hobby. Uh, it's actually going to be How to Take a Break Hobby and uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, which I have forgotten to review. Uh, it's been so long since I watched it, I have to watch it again right beforehand. And then uh, at the $15 episode, you get a, uh, we raffle off a paint, fully painted model from Kathy to one of those lucky patrons uh, once a month. And then uh, <laughs> at the joke tier, 
for twenty dollars per episode. Uh, uh, Kathy will wrap Will Smith's <laughs> Wild Wild West live on our podcast to be taped. I I really hope you guys do that because man, I cannot wait to hear that. Oh, I can't wait to it. She joked about it, and I was like, "We're doing it. We're putting it on there, whether you like it or not." And I really, 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 really hope someone. We may even lower it just to have one person donate, <laughs> just so we can get it done. That way, she can cuss me out. Uh, and if you notice, she is not here today. Um, her internet access of where she's at right now is totally off. Um, so we will be delaying her review of Necromunda models. Um, either she'll be doing it next week's podcast or this week uh, as a special one. We'll get with her a little bit later. She's uh, out somewhere in the boondocks. So we'll yeah. have to wait and see. Yeah, so not, I understand the not having viable internet at certain places. What? <laughs> not, yeah. here, not you? Yeah, let's just say I wish I'd gotten a laptop because I got an offer from people with a very good internet to be like, you could just record here. I'm like... It didn't work like that. I wish it did, but I can't just pack up my whole everything and drive to your place. But I appreciate the offer. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's uh, there's the business done, as we used to call it. The business? The business. So let's talk about the real business. What, what we're drinking? drinking tonight? Yeah, what we're <laughs> drinking. Uh, well, I'm starting off with another shot of this uh, American honey that is very tasty. And then uh, I have completely destroyed another bottle of Southern Comfort Cherry, this time mixing it with Cherry Coke, because Cherry with Cherry is super good. Um, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm going to take and do the same thing I did last week with a good old bottle of Sorlige. No. But, I just had homemade cookies baked for me, so I'm going to be having homemade chocolate chip cookies baked with Sorlige. I don't know if that can be, like, you know, well. legal. This is chasing down some wonderful, wonderful Taco Bell that I had for dinner. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Cheers. Uh, oh, for John. Ron. Oh, yes, for Ron. Well, that's tasty. Mm. Damn, it's so good. I like oh, finding random bottles of alcohol and uh, them being really good. For the people that are wondering... We got the dice. We got the dice. And also, hey, how did your dice set? Your your new dice set that you got with the green dice and everything. How did that work for you this week? Uh, worked pretty good. I mean, uh, it's hard to intersperse them in because I am uh, playing 40k mostly right now. But between mm-hmm. uh, Aaron the Tree Maker's dice tray and <laughs> War Machine dice, I was doing pretty good. <laughs> oh man. Aaron's dice tray that he got me, man. That thing's amazing. It, tons of people in the store come by like, that's great! Mm-hmm. You know, and some of the 40k guys are like, oh, you're, you're playing like a War Machine player with the dice tray. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to roll my dice and hit my opponent's models a lot. Yeah, especially when you're rolling like 15, 20 dice. Yeah, I mean, right now it's not as big a deal because we're playing on 4 foot by 4 foot because we're playing lower points. Mm-hmm. But as we get higher, it's going to be even more helpful because like, he'll roll dice like I know where to roll them. And I'm like, I roll on a dice tray. It works. Yeah. yeah. I, and that's the reason. It also helps because you have a lot of terrain in 40K, and you can be rolling under stuff, over stuff, bouncing, hitting more models because you're playing with a ton more models. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with dice trays. Yeah, I love them. Uh, in fact, I think uh, dice trays are good all the time. Uh, maybe not so much with uh, some 40K. I've played against two guard players in a row to mm-hmm. this week, oh. and. Uh, like some of them are rolling so many dice. Yes, it's like 
All right, well, this, like, he's kind of like, I got all my dice, and blah, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to roll this, and then I'll roll this, and like, oh, let's total this many hits, and then roll that. Look, math, power, suck it. A lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus, I have guard. an elitish armies, you know, with uh, Adeptus Mechanicus, so uh, I don't have nearly as many models, which is good, because I don't want as many models. All right. I wanted as many models, I would have broken up the orcs I have, because I have two or three metric shit tons of orcs. How much is a metric shit ton? Oh, more than an imperial shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Let me just tell you, I have a ton of orcs. Well, yeah, I remember that playing. People are like, oh, we're just going to play orcs. And man, we're going to have so many orcs. So, yeah, they, so many orcs. Oh, there, there, were, we go. there were games where uh, we had... I had difficulty actually deploying orcs. Oh, I can see that. You're like, I just can't easily deploy all of these guys, so that's a problem. Where it's like, I'm going to start these guys off board, and they'll just come in with a couple of inches extra movement first turn just to make it seem like they were deployed to begin with. I <laughs> oh, see so you got the chat up and running, now you just got to get yep. it to work right. Yeah, I'm trying to get it to, get, to go through. Yeah. And then we can get to our main topic. What? We have a main topic today? I, what? Yeah, I, I didn't even choose it. You can't blame this one on me. I believe you chose the topic. I just I did not. Up today. I didn't choose the topic. You didn't? Oh. No, I didn't. Don't, don't tell me Kathy chose the topic and she's not here. No, Kathy didn't even choose the topic. One of my good friends um, had messaged Kathy about... Um, she had a used model that she needed fixed and repainted and stuff like that. And Kathy was like, "Well, I don't, I, I don't do that. That's not her standard thing that she does." Um, so she let me know, and um, so we were talking about what to do with used models because she was like, "Well, I want to send this off to someone because I want to paint it really well." And I says, "Well, let me see it and let's see what we can do, you know, unless you know either we can fix it, repaint it, you know, whatever, maybe save her some money and stuff." Mm -hmm. And it was my uh, good friend Tiffany, um, which uh, she plays a little bit. She loves Company of Iron, and she likes playing smaller games with her and her husband, uh, Giorgio. And they come down to our tournament, went to War Machine Weekend. And so I was like, you know what? That's actually not a bad topic to talk about, because buying used armies is a really big thing right now. Um, everybody's trying to save money. Everybody's trying to get things done. And so buying a used army is a hot topic for a lot of people. No, no, I mean, these models I was showing off during the uh, preamble, I actually got uh, six of these guys for very, very cheap um, from a guy locally. And as you see, he either assembled, he started to uh, airbrush them, metallic color. Um, he pinned all the lances thing coming on and off. Uh, they're a little bit the worst wear, but I mean, if you're getting a model cheap enough, does it really matter if they're a little worse for wear? I mean, that, that's a test of my hobby skills, and I am... Uh, pretty good hobbyist I'd like to say so I can fix stuff I so, went uh, to when I went to Adepticon last year mm. I got a whole unit of plastic Iron Fang Pikemen for like two dollars Yeah. and so I'm like yeah even if I don't use three units of them I uh I was like I'll get them and I'll just kind of clean them up and mm -hmm. get stuff on it and everybody's like well, what do we usually do? How do you clean models? What do you do to get a model, you know, stripped? And it always comes back to that one thing, and I always use it, all of my friends use it, 
but what do you use to strip your models? Um, generally, I try not to strip my models because it's diminishing returns. Um, now, uh, since I've started using a lot more uh, brush-on primer, it's a little bit better because you can control where it goes. Mm -hmm. uh, because even if you... The best stripping job I've ever seen in my life you still end up with stuff in the recesses, mm -hmm. which will start to clog up the details. So do really careful priming it afterwards. But in general, it's a simple green bath for a long, long time. And then you get an old toothbrush, one you're not using anymore for your teeth. What? Yeah, I know. And you just brush some of the stuff off. Uh, it'll do a good job, a solid uh, job, and then you just got to be careful priming it again afterwards. Um, do not, do not use, um, oh, what the, f acetone. What? Wait now, a minute. Acetone takes out, it takes off paint, no problem. Oh, yeah, it does. You know what else it takes out? <laughs> Plastic. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, so we'll go with that. I have, well, Iron, Iron Fang Pikeman, mm -hmm. and these were primed red. Solid red whenever I got them. Okay. Get out of the picture. Um, so I was like, how am I going to strip these? I never stripped red primer. And, I mean, you can still see some of it, and, of course, there's all crappy little details, and it's hard to see with this camera so far and pain in the butt. No, you, you get the idea, though. Yeah. And I soaked them all, and I soaked them for, like, three days. Mm -hmm. I soaked them for a day, pulled them out, brushed them off, used a toothbrush that I didn't brush my teeth with. Good and call. then did the same thing and then did it three different times and they still aren't a hundred percent i mean they're still like the hard to reach spots in the corners and stuff like there's still some primer there but they came out pretty freaking clean yeah now i would actually say you took a step that i wouldn't have bothered with um because primer coat is primer coat it matters for the most part, the way you and I paint, it matters very little what the primer coat is, just that there is a coat for the rest of the paint to adhere to. There was It was actually pretty thick. Oh, uh, was it? Okay, yeah, yeah definitely. it was pretty thick. And now, um, uh, was it uh, Maxim DT said he likes to uh, use isopropyl alcohol and Q-tips. You can even use the aforementioned acetone with a Q-tip. You just keep something else out there with water so you can br brush the remnants off afterwards. Because a little bit won't kill your models, and actually, honestly, it is really good at getting paint off. And, like, if you've got deep crevices where you really need to get some paint out, it's a good way to just spot do it. But now you're taking a lot of extra time on the models, and you want to definitely try and uh, balance the time you spend on the models as well. Um, uh, no matter what uh, Crimson1919 says, do not disassemble them by dropping them on the floor. <laughs> I heard that's the quickest and easiest way to disassemble yeah, metal some, miniatures. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you want to disassemble them. Maybe they're not in the pose you want. Maybe you just want to, you know, do something different with them. Maybe you're one of those guys who has to have every model pinned and you know it wasn't pinned. Do it then. Just take it apart. Just be careful. Get your knife. Try not to, to, to break anything. That's not meant to be broken. Uh, and then make sure after you get it all disassembled, you get you scrape off that super glue. Um Especially if it does happen to break because you dropped it on the floor or whatever. Scrape off that superglue before re-gluing it because superglue doesn't adhere to superglue well at all. You're just making a weaker and weaker bond. So you might as well just spend the extra time, get the knife out, get your files out, get that superglue off, and then go to it again. But what if somebody has taken and glued a model and it won't pull apart and you've dropped it on the floor? 
How do you get that super glue bond to break? Oof. It's dangerous. I would actually suggest not trying too hard then. Because you are just as likely to break the model. Um, there are a lot of things to get rid of super glue. Uh, I mean, again, acetone does a pretty good job of it, but a lot of the stuff you use on it is stuff you don't want to be fucking with. See, Crimson 1919 is does what I do. You put it I in the freezer and drop it on the floor? I've got a deep freezer, and I take it, and I put that thing deep in my deep freezer for a few hours, and then I take and <laughs> buy liquid nitrogen. Yeah, I'm not allowed to buy that anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and then get it out, which I've never... I'd never heard about doing that as putting it in, you know, the freezer. But, you know, I guess it makes it brittle and, you know, makes it easier oh, yeah. to break the bonds. Which I'd never tried because I typically I I never bought used models. I always bought new and, you know, everything got it where I left it. Yeah, but you, you got to be careful with that because you're going to make all the super glue brittle. Uh, and just be careful. Yeah, you may have to reassemble the whole thing. Yes. but And, and actually, for, I suggest that if you're going to break parts off and it doesn't come off easy, remember, you by, by bending and all that, you are totally weakening the whole thing. So yes. try and get it all off. But make sure you want to first, because a lot of times you're buying used models. It's just, you know, I just need models. Like, I got these six guys because I just needed models. It was a good deal. Couldn't pass it up. So I'm like, they're good how they are. I'll uh, go over what he's got there and with whatever paint scheme I decide. Uh... You know, they're, they're good enough that I can work with them. Yeah, I mean, and typically, I, I mean, I, for the most part, breaking metal models are a whole lot easier. Mm. Breaking, pla breaking the plastic ones apart, oh my god. You will most likely break off the pieces before you'll break the, it depending on the glue they use. Yeah, you'll if most you likely ask break them. your plastics. Yeah. You need to ask them. If they, if he, if they use super glue, you, you can do it. You can get it. You can get it apart. If they use plastic glue, stop. It's yeah. not going to happen. Don't try. It's not worth it. Yeah, Trust it was me. all welded. I mean, because there's plenty. Yeah. Like, I actually, I had bought um, the Mark One K-Door box when it first came out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those were solid metal, horrible holes in it and stuff. And it had lasted till, like, four days ago. And I had picked it up to show somebody, you know, one of my first paint schemes that was just horrible beyond belief. And I dropped it. And it hit, and it shattered into a million pieces because it was metal. And I didn't pin anything. It was just all, you know, glued together at that one thing. But I was like, yeah, you can see the yellow color discoloration of the glue and everything inside mm -hmm. of it and everything. And it was like, yeah, that's also one way you can get rid of the bonds of glue on metal miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I suggest not because, uh, remember, this is soft metal. And if it hits the right way, you will start to, you know, put dents in it, mess with detail, even break off some fiddly bits. Like, uh, these guys all took a little spill, which is responsible for a little bit of their damage. That's why they got little, uh, no antenna here, which is actually kind of hard to tell, but, uh, I'll be having to fix that. And this one's a little weak also. You can feel it wiggly. But, you know, that's stuff you can fix with a little bit of, uh, pin vice and a little bit of brass rod. There's, you know, there's ways to fix it. And, and honestly, I suggest if, uh, if you've gotten a model secondhand and it does come apart, like I said, clean it off, glue it back together. If it comes apart again... Either use uh, Mouth John Pro Tip number sixty nine Super Glue Green Stuff Super Glue, or pin it. Yeah, whichever is your your priority. One of the things that um, they were also were mentioning was they didn't like the base that they came on. They didn't like the flocking and the the stuff like that. And I was like, 
If mm. you can get it off the base, just do a whole new base. Yeah. It's going to be a whole lot easier than trying to scrape that base off because you're going to get gouges into the sides or gouges in the plastic. Well, just now buy if a bag just, of bases. Now, if they're just glued, actually, I've got a better one. One second. Where the hell did that base go? Oh, it's still up here. So this one, I'm not sure if you can tell, but I'm going to try. You can see some spots where he was glued on, mm -hmm. but he came apart before I got him. Yeah. So um, you can file those down, and when you put stuff on the base, you'll give it those. They're okay. Don't spend the, you know, whatever, however much the size base costs on a new base, unless, of course, you're going to and you're getting, like, all pre-sculpted bases in this size and all that. Then you go, go to town, but... No, I'm talking about, like, if you've fine, got a... Yeah. If you got a base, like, here's my... One of my old metal Kador jacks, and it's got, you know, the green and the rocks and all this stuff, and you don't mm -hmm. like that, and you want to do a cork base or whatever, pop it off the base. Pop it off the base, yeah, absolutely. And get a whole new base. Yeah, it'll take it'll take too much otherwise to try and make it work, unfortunately. Yeah, because that was just I was like, no, just buy a, buy the bases that you need and pop them off and put them back on. And you gotta be careful, especially if they're plastic. But I yeah. would 100% say just don't worry, and, worry about a new base. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna take it off a base and you know put it, you take it off that base, put it on a new base. Don't worry about breaking that base while you're taking it off. Yeah, people are like fiddly and they spend like hours on something i'm just like snap snap cut snap we're done oh yeah just take it and take it in your hand like yeah, like this and just and just crack it open yeah peel it back from the base yep 100 yeah, percent. if you're saving the base then you want to rethink what you're doing in the first place yeah um also there's a lot of things you should really we should actually start before the whole you've got it in your hand is you should probably be looking at some of this before you purchase the models you know like we said you need to find out if it's a plastic model was it assembled by plastic glue or super glue you should find out if it's primed um really if you're doing it with someone in person you should go like i'm willing to do this because we did a lot of our facebook ourselves i'm interested in this but i really want to take a good look at them before i you know say absolutely yes and don't feel bad if you go to a place and you get them and they're not what you thought and you've got to walk away from a deal Oh yeah, the person will understand. If the person doesn't understand. That's not a person you want to deal with. We're all adults here, you know. You got like, yeah, this isn't this. Let them know your, your, your let them know what your problems are. Um, also, have in your mind if it's just that it's too expensive for what they did to them or what, because they might offer you a better deal. Um, they might not. They might just be like, okay, I'll find someone else. It's, mm -hmm. it's all cool. I mean, you're two adults making a deal. That's the fine art of bargain making. You know, you want to make sure. Like, I got these. I didn't realize the overall condition they were in, but I was fine with them. I'm like, yeah, these are fine. It's cool. You know, and, and, and then go to town. Well, it's like, the the ones that you were showing, your walkers and stuff, you said that the guy had already kind of spray-painted it or had some base yeah, he, he, coat they are, brushing. They are, grab a different one, probably a little easier. They're based black, and then he's did some airbrushing or heavy, you know, light spray-painting of uh, metallic, uh, like, lead belcher uh, dark metalish color on them. Mm -hmm. So I mean, a lot of stuff's done. I wasn't, sh you know, I'm pretty sure I was going to use that color anyways because it's standard metallic color. So I mean, that's fine. Uh, I didn't know they were like that, but hey, it's, it's like uh, it's not like they were caked on painted. No, not caked on painted. He, he's he he's a good hobbyist, and actually, that's another good thing. though, is know the person you're dealing with, uh, how good of a hobbyist they are. Because, you know, if you, you get those guys who, you know, this is their first models, they're getting rid of them, expect things to be a little less good. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I really like to take a look at the model beforehand. Um, uh, he even showed me these models before we before he money exchanged hands, which is cool. Um, you know, this guy was sitting uh, there, and I got to take a look at him and and choose from a choice of three which one I wanted for that trade. And uh, the guy who got me, this guy who took a spill and broke again, but I can fix him. You know, he he handed to me in all his appropriate parts to make sure all the parts were there, make sure I'm really interested in it. So I could take a good look at him and decide, you know, if I wanted him. So, but this is all dealing with, you know, pillars of the community and people I've known for years. You might get some random person. You have to take a good, quick look, and I mean, quick sometimes. You know, just it's a business deal for them. They really want to sell them, probably for the price you said, um, but don't let them pressure you into it. That's an old, old deal making thing. Don't give them time to realize, you know, what the deal really is. Take yeah. your time. Till you're satisfied. It's your money. Just be satisfied with what you're getting for it. Wow. Yeah, we got a lot of, really got a lot of good. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Okay. So clippers and go. Steamroller and go. Ball peen hammer and go. Car battery and go. Put a peanut butter on it. Drop it on the ground. Whistle your dogs and go. Call your ex-wife and go. That jade egg you put <laughs> up your butt and go. <laughs> Stick it down your pants. Take Viagra and go. <laughs> yeah, so that, that kind of got off the rails real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot you can do with used models. I've I'm using them to good effect right now. Um, I've done a lot in the past, and honestly, especially when a game changes edition, I'll just take uh, Malifaux is a good one. War- 40k is another good one. Actually, even I'll go War Machine of Hordes. Local guy just saw the new Death Jack. He's like, I really want a new Death Jack. Mm-hmm. He's got one that's painted to a high standard. So. Potentially, you might get that model for a song and a dance. Now, that's one that's paid to a high standard. Maybe find someone locally who really wants to upgrade. Let's say uh, someone you know plays Circle, has the old Getterix model, and is looking to upgrade to the new Getterix model. Well, if you don't care about the difference, you could take a look at that model, maybe get it for you know, a song and a dance again. You know, Maybe that person is just going to upgrade regardless and just looking to get rid of a model that's not doing them any good. You take a look. Okay, this model's based and primed. You know, take a good look, see what it's like, and, and you can really figure out if it's worth your money. And for the most part, most people are pretty good on, depending on the paint job. If it was something painted by a professional painter, they're going to charge over what the cost of the model was. But for the most part, people sell from like 50 to 60% off. Easily. Of the, the value of the model. It, that's the start. It Sometimes it's even cheaper, depending on what it is. Like the the smart guys, you'll see stuff priced to go, and that's the kind of deals I've been getting. Stuff priced to go, and it's there's a great deal. Sometimes you just gotta take them. I think the only model that I've seen that has kept and retained its value per se, and I'm not talking about special edition models like you know Gorman, okay. PG Gorman, Fair all much. that stuff. The only one that I've seen that people really don't want to get rid of. And don't want to get rid of cheaply is the old metal pureblood warp wolf, one where he's bending down and howling at the moon. Yep, it's a good model. Everybody likes that model because it's super unique. It's very cool, and I see a lot of people just don't want to get rid of that model at a cheaper price because you you can't get it. The plastic one doesn't look the same, doesn't have the same pose, anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, what, keep an eye out for models. Like if you're if you're getting into a, an army. And you notice that new releases count for that army that replace old releases. Uh, if you're on a budget, see if maybe you can get some of that stuff cheaper. Oh, 100%. Um, I know a lot of people are like, um, 
some Kator players don't like the plastic iron thing. They want the old metal iron things. Yep. And so they're like, oh, I've got a plastic set. I'll trade you for your metal set. I'm like, okay. Absolutely, yeah. If it's a good deal, be willing to offer it. Like, uh, if the guy who's got the Death Jack painted gets into a bit and I have some extra money, I, I would probably consider offering him a brand new in-box new Death Jack straight up for it. Well, also the, um, what is it, the... Um, just lost my train of thought, but the um, UAs and stuff. Some people are like, I want the metal UAs or I want the plastic UAs because, mm-hmm. I, and some people don't want the metal at all because they know they have to brass rod everything. Yep, you know, like the up. Oh, yep, that Stormblade with the standard. He's gonna fall over every time. Also, um, like I like the um, metal Mauler more than the plastic one for Trollbloods. Well, duh. Because <laughs> it just looks cooler. I had a guy, he was like, oh, man, you got a metal mauler. You want to get rid of that? He goes, yeah. Do you have a mauler? He goes, I, I have a plastic one. He goes, I'll trade you. I'm like, deal. And I because just the metal mauler, to me, looks cooler. Yeah, it, it's a much cooler model, one. yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that in a heartbeat. And I'm like, cool. And some people will do that because it's just... Also, they want to keep their bag a lot lighter. <laughs> uh, I can see that to a point. You know, when you get a big bag uh, and you start getting a lot of heavy bottles in there, you want to trade some out here or there. Um, so, what do you think about painting over someone else's paint job? Like, your, your guy's right there. He's got that partial painted. Is that going to be a problem for you? Not at all. And actually, I've got a lot of experiences because a lot of the orcs I got for 40 k way back in the day, you know, almost 20 years ago, uh, were secondhand, and someone had already started to paint them. So my ex-wife and I had sat down, and, and we just took, he had, he had basic colors. They weren't good, but he didn't slop paint on, which is a big key. Look at the model. If it's got slop painted on, if it's slapped on, you need to discount that price. It needs to go down, because there's not a lot someone can do that. If it's if it's painted on well, then all you need to do is touch it up. And I could show some works that are probably in my other room that started off this you know very dull drab, and we've we've worked them up, and they look good now. They got brighter colors, a lot more distinct colors, and just took his groundwork. It's like basically he did the base coating for us, and we went back and started doing highlighting and touch ups and all. Well, I mean, other guys like a make a good point in the chat is that if it's a decent tabletop paint job and it's not like super thick but it's pretty thin mm-hmm. don't prime over it just touch them yeah, up yeah absolutely put I, some washes I, on them highlight them go for them yeah definitely try and touch them up before trying to repaint everything why make yeah. extra work for yourself because in a lot of cases I look at getting extra models either an opportunity like these guys or it's a I want an extra unit but I don't want to pay a lot for them because I want them for that one list you know it's like Oh, I want to actually need Sea Dogs for Talion Charter because I got a cool idea, but I don't want to buy a whole new unit of Sea Dogs. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get one if they're if they're okay. Like, oh, they're painted. Sure, whatever. They're painted. Let's go. Yeah. Maybe you don't touch them at all. Maybe it's good enough. Maybe if you like that list enough, you go back. They're still there. You can still touch them up afterwards. Uh, another thing to look at is people that um, modify their models. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a friend of mine that was trying to find another Stormwall. And this guy had it, and he says he wanted $145, because it was already painted. And he was like, well, let me see the paint job. So he saw the paint job. paint job wasn't bad, but both fists had the middle finger standing straight up. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, um, no, because I'm going to have to mod that and mod those mo- middle fingers down, because I can't play with that. Can't play with it at my local store. 
if I go to a steamroller, I could have it disqualified because it's, you know, rude and, you know, whatever. So he's like, I'm, I'm going to have to mod those fingers and put it back. I'm going to have to do some touch-up on paint job. And But he was wanting pretty much that and more than what it was worth. And he was like, nah. But the guy's like, well, you're just being rude. And I'm like, no, it's my money I'm spending. <laughs> exactly. Always remember that. It's your money you're spending. And, you know, it's okay to say no to a deal. Um, it, it's one of the, the sad uh, truths for society uh, that unless you have really gotten into like a collectible card game or something like that, people don't know how to trade properly. And money is just a means of trading. You remember that you have to get what you feel is worth what you're giving up. Um, oh, that's also good, another good note. Is also you might have extra models that they want to trade for models. I've done models for models for years. Like those orcs I got, I traded an, an entire Dog's War army for those orcs back in the day. And sure, I got this custom-made battle wagon that was made out of a falcon with some rhino bits and all that. I didn't care what it was made out of. I mean, look, it's a perfectly good model. Models for models is always good. Um, you know, uh, I got uh, one of the locals was looking at my bits box, and I've got some limited edition models and old hard-to-get models, and he wanted to trade for me. He doesn't have a lot of cash, but he's like... You know, we're trying to make a deal, and I mentioned that I was looking at Death Watch too because I've always liked Death Watch. I've got one or two models hanging out. And just something if I can get cheap, I'd look at. He's like, "Well, I got you know the whole Death Watch getting started. Let's let's work on a deal. So we'll work on a deal for that. Models yeah. for models. That's the best way to do it. You know, some people do army for army. Oh yeah. As long as they're close, does it really matter? Mm-mm. As long as you're both happy, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. It's when the people start getting like, oh, well, this model is a special edition rare that, you know, goes for $175 on eBay. I'm like, then why aren't you selling it on eBay? Yeah. Now, now those models are worth looking at. One of the models this guy wants is a limited edition model, and it's worth, you know, a little bit of money, but I'm not, like, I just mean I counted a little more towards the trade. I'm not going to be like, well, it's worth exactly this much the last time I went on eBay. I don't care about that. I just know it's worth a little bit more. Um, you know, it, again, that's part of being happy with it. I know it's worth a little bit more. I actually like the model. I wouldn't mind keeping it and painting it up, but it's worth more than me to trade, so I'll trade it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes, if you're doing that, and someone's like, "Well, I don't want that one model," then don't don't be he- don't be hesitant to uh, bargain. Bargaining is good. That's what it's like. As soon as you're not just doing in a store cash for products or services, bargaining is is the way it goes, man. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we've had uh, one of the guys that actually I just played this week in 40K is an old acquaintance of mine uh, from my old GW days. And back in the day, I traded him, I forget what, but he had a bunch of the old uh, single piece grots from the old second edition 40K box. Which, when you have units of 30 grots and you want two of them, those are the way forward. Because they're perfect. Single piece, in the base, we're done. Yep. So he had a bunch of those and some other stuff, but the deal wasn't really fair. He didn't feel like it. He's like, oh, you know, I could throw in a couple of video games. You just got a PlayStation. I'm like, sure, throw in a couple of video games, and then boom, we're good. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm always about bargaining. I'm like, I've got a couple of armies that I want to get rid of. I want to get rid of my Trollbloods. Mm-hmm. I don't play them anymore. They're not my thing, but I don't want to get rid of them piecemeal. So I'm like, here it is. This is what the cash value is. That If I want to do cash, this is what I get. But I'm looking for this in trade also. Mm-hmm. If you can give me X in trade, I'll do that. Uh, Forsaken Pop-Tart, uh, who occasional listener of uh John, and I'm sure occasionally would listen to us, he, every month or so, he's got a big list on the local Facebook trading group, like, this is what I have, these are my haves, this is their exact condition, this is my wants list. 
every month. He's just throwing stuff in and out, you know. Um, that's a good idea. Go on Facebook. Find your local trading groups. Uh, see what the guys are looking for. See if you've got anything they're looking for. See if you've got some stuff. Like, I just got a box under my storage unit, a.k.a. Not Brush at Dave's Basement, that uh, has some stuff in it that's kind of cool. And maybe I give it to my guy who sells on eBay. Maybe I see if some of the local guys want some of that stuff first. It's the best way to go, really. If you can find local guys, it's easier to work it out. Um, then again, honestly, if you are selling a lot of stuff on eBay, it, it, that stuff flows the more you have going out. Yeah. So, both ways. Also, eBay is a great place to look for deals. There are times you're just going to find deals. Just try not to be riding the same uh, train that everyone else is at the same time. Yeah, because uh, what was it? Probably seven months ago, you couldn't get rid of Cricks. And now everybody wants Cricks. Mm-hmm. You know, seven months ago, you'd be like, Ghost City was a Ghost Pirates? Shh, no one wants Pirates. Uh-uh. Oh, Revenant Crew. God, those guys are trash. Get them out of here. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, yeah, I'll take them. But well, talking about Cricks. Uh-oh. What do you think about all the changes they've been doing? We, we didn't do our CID discussion because it's been we've been kind of hectic and everything, but we got a good... Crick CID discussion that we need to talk about, especially one caster. I, I only took a short look at the CID because uh, it hit for a lot of it in a, in a busy week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one thing, and I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not riding the positivity train entirely on this, but <laughs> it'll be sort of rantish, but I'll keep it short. There is no way on God's green earth you got enough feedback in one day to decide that your speed nerf on those guys was not good. <laughs> Other than that, I'm very happy. I love that they put these decisions. And even with that one, they put it said, like, we felt, you know, we heard this back. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe they heard that much back. There's no way they could have gotten constructive feedback that quickly. That was a bunch of people piss moaning and whining that their guys are slower and saying, that doesn't work. Uh, I doubt there were enough meaningful games played to actually give us meaningful work back. Um, but... That being said, I like that they say that their their reason for it. Like, okay, we feel like that may actually have made them too slow to be effective. Cool. I love that. Uh, I love that they put their reasonings in there. They've been doing a very good job of that. Mm-hmm. And it may actually be that they became too slow for the game. I just feel like from the perspective, you can't just make a quick thing like that. And it may be the one absolute flaw in CID is that it's too quick. Three weeks. Um, Three well, weeks. They, they, they did mm-hmm. say they were extending it to the end what, of this weekend or whatever. Yeah. So it was like three weeks and an extra weekend. Yeah. The the one thing that I'm I'm concerned about is still Ghost Fleet. Mm-hmm. Now D- Denny got the nerf bat, but she didn't get the nerf bat hard. No, she and got the fact, tweak. She, she's still really good. Yeah. And uh, I've heard people say that, that they have some other things in mind for her because people are mentioning some good things. I heard tell that uh, someone mentioned that what her feet should do is apply crippling grasp to all the units in her control area, all the models and units in her control area, so that you can't double up on penalties. Mm-hmm. You can't go like, oh, I feeded and crippling grasp that, or I feeded and parasited that. Because that's really when she becomes too good. She's doubling down for free on her feet turn. Yeah. I mean, getting rid of the no run, no charge. Yes, was, huge. was the huge because I lost so many games just because I couldn't run or charge or get anywhere. 
Yep, um, I do like that they are looking at uh, the Revenant crew because um, they think they're too good in Ghost Fleet, but they have said specifically that being able to do something to turn their resurrected is not on the table to take away because they want that to be their defining feature, which I'm happy with. Transparency like that is good because it means people know like this is their defining feature. This is what they're about. We're not taking that away. Okay, but we go. let's go with that. But what about the problem of everybody else doesn't get to do that? Because at War Machine Weekend, the final was against two reoccurring uh, recursion armies, Convergence and Ghost Fleet. And this, like I said, I'm going to say this right now. This doesn't take away any of their play style or any of their playability. Mm-hmm. But Ghost Fleet having the ability to activate their models when they come back and Convergence not getting a combat action with their models is a big difference. I it mean, is. Crix is going to win out on that eventually down the line. But technically, the Revenant crew should be pointed to take that into account. And this is the big, big... Eh, now, I said there's going to be wrong. With, this is a big problem with theme lists. It's not a CID problem. It's a theme list problem. Is that they are pointing units to be legal in the theme lists that they play them in. So... If you're not playing themeless, Revenant Crew are absolute. Maybe they're absolute shit. If you're playing them in theme because the extra recursion, maybe they're 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 worth their points, or even a little good for their points. And that's how they're balancing stuff. Which, if that's how they're doing it, it's how they're doing it. You know, you can't control that. But it's a problem for the whole non-theme versus theme. Um, and as far as the the recursion thing, they've said that they want that to be the feature of of the Revenant Crew. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, if it's a feature, they should be paying for it inherently, and it should balance out that way. I, I think there are other problems still with Ghost Fleet that we'll see how they shake out. Um, for the most part, non-Cricks and Cricks players. I get a few Cricks players that are whining and crying, just like any other CID. And then I get some Cricks players who are like, no, I can see this, that her feet was ball-breaking and needed mm-hmm. to be tweaked, and they understand the process. Mm-hmm. And they see the other models and like, okay, this is also pretty cool. And then I also see the non-Crix players are going, haha, you got nerfed, fuck you, Denny, and fuck you, Crix players. And I'm also looking at like, yes, that thing needed to be nerfed, but she's still usable. Yeah, she's it. It it's she's more usable. Like, she's good. <laughs> she's still when people good. get nerfed and then they they're unusable. Yeah, if, and she's not. She's not unusable. She's still good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I go with Crimson nineteen nineteen. It's the point I was saying. Karchev, Una 2, um, when they nerfed Karchev, I really think that it wasn't Karchev that was a problem. It was the model. It was the jacks. Una 2, well, Una 2, as soon as she came out at War Machine Weekend, uh, what, a couple of years ago, and I read that card, I says, this is broken. This is going to ruin games. And I gave it to because I bought it for a friend of mine, because I got early access in, and gave it to him, and I says, Put this model together, start playing in the tournament, you will win every single game. And he did, and it was like, you know, oh, 50-50. Or, or more like, you know, 90-10 he was going to win. So, I, I, with those I will counter that, it's a little bit that things need to be nerfed. A little bit was that people just weren't thinking about how to defeat them. Uh, I was actually still playing pretty heavily then. And uh, Paul Johans, our local well, ex-press ganger, was playing Una 2 a lot. And I just said, all right, I put made decisions in my Merc list in order to help defeat them. Mm-hmm. And 
It worked. I was above 50% on on Una 2 with my Mercs, and Mercs aren't exactly a power faction. I had no theme list to play with or anything, so, <laughs> you know, there are things in there, but it's it's a matter of, this is what they wanted to happen with Ghost Fleet. I just don't feel like there was enough every faction could do to deal with Ghost Fleet, which is why it became such an exasperated issue. Yeah. And Crimson, Crimson makes a good point, and it's kind of what I was saying. Is you got you got the group that as soon as someone's nerfed, they're like, "Oh, she's unplayable trash." Yeah, she's still pretty good. She's still pretty good. We have a guy that's a local player still playing Una two. Now she still probably could use a heavy flyer from Circle Beasts, but you know, may or may not happen. They need like a winged wold. Sorry, <laughs> I, my dogs were going crazy for a second. I'm make sure I have to run in there and separate them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's true. There, there's a tweaks. Like we were talking about Grimkin, because a lot of people I hadn't played against my Grimkin lists at the mm -hmm. tournament, and they were like, they're really good. And they were like, why aren't people playing more Madcaps? And I says, well, they're four points. You only take two. I'd take four if I could. But they were like, that's eight points you can put in any army. Those things are really, really good because they generate extra models that you have to deal with and stuff like that. And so people don't. People don't take into account of other things that go on. Um, Una 2. Yes, her feet got nerfed. It needed to be nerfed. But she's oh, yeah. still a good caster. Mm -hmm. She just plays a certain way. You can't play her as a brick list. You play mm -hmm. her as an assassination or a destruction list. Well, I mean, you can still trade. You can still have two lights going on a heavy and probably wreck it, which is mm -hmm. crazy good, because then they have to minus one heavy, kill two lights. Yep. She's still a list that requires you to have at least mentally thought out what your answers are to her, which is fine. Um, I have no problem with that. Um, in fact, honestly, my biggest problem with Ghost Fleet, it just seemed like all... It, it, it wrapped up in not Ghost Fleet too powerful, Denny being too powerful. Yes. She, she may still be because she has all the tools. Correct. And... We'll see how it plays out with this. I don't think this is going to be a big enough change to Ghost Fleet um, to make it worth, to make it uh, even with the rest of the, the playing field. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that may be a real problem that creeps in from a, uh, you know, from a looking at a standpoint, you know. This is supposed to be the best tournament game. It is the best out of the box with the tournament packet system in gaming. I mean, the only one close is Malifaux. It's pretty close, but this one's technically supposed to be better, but if you have unbalanced like that, it's going to hurt. And I think they're in a position overall where they can't afford for it to be hurting like that. No, and, and they are looking at it. I mean, yeah. they definitely... War Machine Weekend was the definite one. They were like, oh, we've got too much data now. Uh, when, when the top, like, five players or six players and 75% of them are Crick's Ghost Fleet lists... Mm -hmm. you, 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 you've got to look at that, mm -hmm. um, and you got and it's got to look at all of them. Now that doesn't mean that because you can play Cricks without Ghost Fleet. I see plenty of people. Dark Host is stupid powerful. Um, yeah, I was uh, one guy played Dark Host and uh, the other one, Industry Dark Industries. Dark Industries, or yeah, whatever yeah. the the Dark one. Industries. Yeah, yeah. The, the basically had one with mechanical thralls, one with like uh, drudges and all, and a bunch of Warjacks and both. He had two lists. I looked. I'm like, those are cool. Mm -hmm. And no Ghost Fleet. Now, the other Crix players all had Ghost Fleet when I ran around and looked real quick, but that happens. Yep. I mean, you, you, you can't blame them. But let's break off a CID. 
because we could go on this for hours. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot in there. And let, let me just finish off with him. Of, Parvature Press is still the best in the business because they're willing to put so much time and effort into balancing everything. Yeah. Let's talk about something we saw this weekend. I don't know which one of y'all posted it because um, I was at the <laughs> steamroller. But the You know, new, that was me. The, the new... Um, the solo for uh, uh, Rocketman? Yes, the solo for the for the Crucible Guard. You 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 totally watched the video I posted too, right? No, I didn't see a video. Oh. Kong and I were dueling uh, Rocket Man versions. Oh, the, those videos? Yes. <laughs> I was sure there was a video of the model. I was like, no, I didn't see the video of the model. No, I did see. Yeah, I did see that. Um, I want to talk about that model real quick. We got about like ten minutes or so before we go into the media yeah. section. Yeah, they put it. Uh, and... Was it uh, was Prospero as uh, solo for the Crucible Guards? Mm-hmm. Very cool, very steampunk looking. Very steampunky. Um, I've heard quite a few different comments, uh, good and bad. Oh, really? I haven't heard anything bad, but then again, I oh. haven't heard that much. I, I've heard some bad. Uh, the okay. good was it's very steampunky, very oh. Victorian steampunk. Yeah, he, you know, he type could thing. fit. He, he, actually, that model's so well designed, I feel like it could fit in Malifaux or it could fit in my Adeptus Mechanicus Army for 40k. And then some people were saying, hey, it's C-3PO with a pissed off face. Uh, and I was like, um, okay, you're just kind of going there. And then someone someone had posted under, Roger, Roger. And I went, oh, shit. <laughs> and they were saying it was based on the Star Wars stuff. And I'm like, okay, guys, how different do you have to be steampunk before you have to go, it's a steampunk model? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a robot. There's only so much you can do. You're going to draw similarities to every other humanoid robot. There you go. And that's what I was saying. I was like, it's it looked cool. Don't know the rules. In most things, if you want to, you can always find something to nitpick. If you're Correct. looking for it, it's there. The key is to be happy with it and not nitpick it, because it doesn't need to. It looks pretty cool. I'm Honestly, Crucible Guard is going to be the hotness. Everyone's oh, going to yeah. want to play them, because they're going to be very cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. I want to see what it's going to be like, see what it's going to do. Um, one thing I'm kind of curious about, mm-hmm. and I keep bugging Pagani, and Pagani, if you're listening, I want to be able to um, know if the tanks are treads or wheels. <laughs> treads or wheels. Oh, Max DT wants to one up you. He wants to know if they're treads or do they hover? Uh, I doubt they hover. I, I don't think they would hover, but I definitely think that's going to be the, the, the thing, is whether they're treads or wheels. Because everybody... I even bugged Fagani over uh, War Machine Weekend. I was like, dude, come on, g- give me something. Are, do we have treads or do we have wheels on these tanks? Because everybody wants to know. And of course, being a good privateer press employee, he didn't say anything. They've got neither. they got legs. They walk. So it was okay. I was all right yeah. with it. He was happy. He was nice. He was. He didn't. wasn't mean or anything about it. So it was. Which is good. Yeah. I. I really want. I really hope they have treads. So I think that would be really, really awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see where they go. I, I probably won't get another faction unless I get rid of one of the factions I have because it doesn't seem like a good idea for where I'm at. But uh, I'm interested to see what they look like. Yeah. Uh, limited factions, you know, like they say, you know, one faction a year is an interesting idea. I mean, it's good turnaround. This can make sure they keep up with everything else, too. Yeah, I mean, if, if they go with what 
Grimkin or how Grimkin came out, mm-hmm. definitely a hundred percent behind them because Grimkin turned out very good, very fun. Also, um, I can lose a game with Grimkin and be all right with it because it's a lot of fun. So it'll be be interesting. I can't wait to see the CID on it and see how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully it'll be all peachy keen. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I, I I trust them to put out good, solid rules, and it, it the rules when they hand them to us are usually pretty good. It's after we get our grubby little hands on them, things get a little sideways. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the when when Grimkin first came out on CID, I was like, oh, these guys, they suck, and then it came out a bit more and a bit more and a bit more, and I was like, oh, and then when they went live, I was like, hell yeah, I want to play these guys. They seem like a lot of fun. They're not. You know, and a niche. They're not done going crazy. It's just really good. Mm-hmm. I was really happy with them. Yeah, I didn't keep as good a look at them as I should have, but I looked initially. I'm like, it, it, it's easier to trend them upwards than the, to back them off. Correct. Because the the one gives elicits a positive response, one elicits a negative response. Um, well, it's funny actually. Uh, with PP showing the way like that, I found uh, Malifaux's always been pretty decent on, uh on nerfing stuff that's too powerful, but they take their time. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently GW's jumped on that train, too. Yeah, they've actually jumped on a lot of stuff and started um, giving things. I remember when the the flyer issue came about. Yep. They jumped on that and stopped that pretty freaking quick. Yeah, plus um, with uh, currently apparently the uh, the third Eldar, the fourth Eldar faction, the Yanari, the new one, mm-hmm. uh, apparently people had were totally busted their... Uh, their special ability. Yep, um, I saw so that, that. That I totally misread. So, basically, I read it as when one of their units gets killed, another unit nearby gets to make, you know, an action, whether it be, you know, charge, you know, just advance, shoot, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize it was any unit. So, like, if you kill an enemy, the unit that killed them is probably close enough to then take another shooting phase or something which is crazy good and I can see why they nerfed it but my initial look I was like this is terrible why would you do this good lord this is crap <laughs> then I'm reading the comments I'm like oh oh, I totally misread that rule the first time <laughs> but it is good they're looking at that like they had yes. the whole um, the Imperial Guard conscript balls where the Imperial Guardsmen would just have a maximum size unit of conscripts with a commissar behind them and with that many models you can't see the commissar for even your snipers to shoot at him. And they would just trundle forward, and you'd be like, ah, oh, I inflicted maximum casualties. you got crappy leadership. He's like, oh, I rolled a six on my leadership test. Uh, Commissar shoots one, then they're good. One guy dies. Unlike, you know, the, you know, I killed 15, and you rolled a six against your leadership of, like, five, and you lose, like, 16 more guys. This is like, yeah. no, just one, which is really powerful. It made them cheap. They may not kill anything, but man, they would tie up objectives like nobody's business. Now, uh, they went the entirely the opposite way, where the commissar kills somebody and you roll your command test. So for a moderate roll, you could actually end up killing more just because the commissar cacked somebody and you re-rolled. So it seems like an overreaction. It seems like they're while they're while there's hearts in the right place, <laughs> their rules probably aren't. But it is good that they're at least addressing shit that's broken. Yes, um, uh, which is good because I remember previous editions. It was like, oh, it's broken. Who cares? We're a miniature company, not a game company. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing has changed, and that's good. Yeah, 
Um, I do like they're putting out frequent stuff, and uh, I hope all companies do this. Uh, you know, uh, Corvus Belly, who does uh, Infinity, does pretty recent updates. They actually mm-hmm. are probably the best at subtly adjusting units to make them more worth their points. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem is they're not very vocal about it, so it may sneak up on you when you download a document. You're like, wait, I don't remember such and such unit having such and such weapon? No, they didn't have that. They just added that. Well, shit. <laughs> So, um, it's a good place a, to be in for that. Go off of Maximum DT's uh, comment. Um, oh, no. That they'll probably all have tiny baby legs and yep. a pair of anatomically correct balls like the horses. I'll be honest. Um, Thanks have balls. I'm going to treat it like uh, Transformers Rent of the Fallen. <laughs> I, uh, I had to, like I said, I had to get onto Doug Hamilton because I had uh, bought um, into Arena Rex and one of the horses, they sculpted yep. a butthole on it. And I send him the picture and says, dude, you got to up your game now because they're sculpting buttholes on uh, on the horses. And, like, someone had recently posted a bull, and the bull had not only the cock and balls, but a butthole, too. And it was like, someone's already beat you, Doug. You're going to get a whole lot better on it. <laughs> wow. Let's talk about levels of detail we do not need on models. That's it. <laughs> we don't need all that detail? No. I don't... We, our imaginations can work a little bit. We do need... We, we can do that. It'll be okay. But, I mean, you you want your realism in your models, right? Nope. I'm playing a game with freaking... In the, set in the 41st millennium, and humanity <laughs> hasn't wiped itself out yet. It's already unrealistic for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting there. <laughs> Forget psychic powers, Emperor on the Golden Throne. No, I'm starting with humanity hasn't wiped itself off out in... 39,000 more years. Because, I'll be honest, the way we're going, that seems likely. Alright, uh, prediction. What do you think is going to hit next in CID? CID next. It's got to be something... F- uh, well, what's coming out next? Because that's what they're rolling with. Whatever's getting new releases is coming out. Well, in December, uh, all the ah. Troll Bloods, but Trolls have already had a CID. Yes, yeah, so we got to figure out what's coming out like in February-ish, because then the the cricks then uh, I'm really hoping it'll be mercenaries but I'm pretty certain it's going to be like Rhett or someone like that uh, Rhett uh, just had one didn't they no they didn't have a CID haven't had their CID yet no I have a feeling it's going to be Kador uh, because I have a feeling the tanker models are going to start coming out uh, didn't they well yeah actually no Kador has the most models that haven't that have we've seen pictures of that we haven't gotten for us yet correct so. mm-hmm. It's just, I, I understand that the CID has to match the release schedule, but it's a kick in the nuts for some of the other factions. Yeah, I have a feeling, because Circle doesn't have anything coming out. They nope. got that one They got that one model coming out, which is, that was at War Machine Weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, the uh, the female Tharn uh, Warcaster? Warlock? No, uh, the Scarecrow thing. What about the female Tharn Warlock that was spoiled? Yeah, but that's way out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that it's probably going to be Kador or Legion. And I think I'm going to go with Kador because Kador's got the tanker stuff and the battle engine. And we got the new theme list that allows us to take the new battle engine and the tanker models, but we don't have the models yet. Uh, I'll agree with you, but I, I'm just going to say mercenaries because, goddamn, eventually we have to. Yeah. But sure, you gave Ashen a little upgrade. It was a good upgrade, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, Really good upgrade, but still, Mercs. 
Alright, I'm going Kador. <laughs> Alright, let's go ahead and head over to our media section. We'll talk about some movies. Da, 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 da. Happy what? face, happy face. I can't talk about plural movies. I can only talk about movie. Okay, well, both of you are going to, both of I, both of us are going to talk about one movie because I went and saw it today too. Okay. <laughs> um, so we can, we can, we can do a spoiler free version, but, um, I also saw another movie and, uh, Saturday night hung out with Erica and, uh, she hadn't seen Guardian Galaxy 2. Oh, shit. So I rewatched it because I went inside the theater. Great movie. Still fun. Still mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, still has that really good feels at the end. Um, a lot of fun. I mean, it was still a great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still parts that kind of bugged me a little bit. And it's, yeah. and it's, the, it's the dad stuff. It just kind of felt off, you know what I'm saying? But it was still a great movie. Uh, I'm actually going to say, because I've been forced to revisit this, because... Uh... Uh, Trollton Heston, who doesn't listen to us too often uh, live anymore, but used to, uh, uh, asked me some hard questions about you know Ragnarok and all, and I'm like, uh, no, I don't think it's as good as Guardians 2. And actually, I don't think Guardians 1 is as good as Guardians 2, because Guardians 2, I mean, at the end of the day, if a movie can make you give you the feels for a character who wasn't super well-liked in the first movie, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because the feels for Yondu were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and honestly, if you take it, it I mean, if that stuff bothers you, understandable. It doesn't bother me. Um, but I actually feel like that's an important growth thing. I mean, that's a, that's a good Star-Lord, you know, background, you know, growth moment with his two dads, if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I definitely think it's a really good movie. I mean, it's it's got some deeper stuff there. And then Rocket's got a little bit. They, they did a good job. Hell, even... Gamora was more than just, you know, perfunctory story in this one. Correct. Everybody had their own emotional part in this in that movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, like I said, it was still good. There was just a couple of scenes with Dad that just kind of was like, oh, can we get through this part really quick? Yes, okay, good. That's but, I mean, I'd already seen it, so, so that's I, probably the reason why. I saw it twice in less time between them than you because I took my mom to go see it at the local cheap theater. And actually, I found those scenes to be better the second time around because you knew what his dad was after. Yeah. It was carefully... He was cunningly trying to reconnect because he just... Because he wanted to complete his plan. Yeah. So... Uh, it, it wasn't just the energy ball throwing part. It was the energy ball throwing. It was the talking... Mm. Um and Drax was the only one that really kind of made it actually worth it talking about what your parents don't talk about copulating together (laughs) I I actually found Drax was the one character I was a little bit iffy on because he seemed so different than the movie before correct but I was okay with it it didn't take me out of the movie or anything there at the end of the day there's nothing in the movie that takes you out of the movie which is good because if you get taken out of a movie it's done yeah but I mean, it, like I said, it was still great. No, no shots of cracking or anything. But it was a good revisit, uh, especially seeing it from someone that hadn't seen it and mm-hmm. me. So it, it was interesting. Um, oh, you mean uh, Taser Face? Taser Face. Taser Face. Oh my God, I laughed so hard at that again because Rocket is just brutal. Brutal with that. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. It it's was great. Just so hilarious. Yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, I. Going to purchase it on Blu-ray soon. 
got to catch up on my Marvel movies. Yep. Um, so, we have one that we both watched. Yeah, it's sort of the uh, elephant in the room, if you will. The big elephant in the room. And I've got a lot to say about it. Guys, we're going to try to be as spoiler-free as possible. Um, to be fair, it's a really hard mo- movie to spoil because the trailers and the trailers and posters and everything pretty much done it for you. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll do spoiler free, but I've got some strong opinions about this movie. Okay. We we might have disagreeing. We'll see. We'll see. So of course we're talking about Justice League. Indeed. I saw it today. You saw it. When did you see it? Thursday night. Thursday night. So, yeah, actually, you've had some time to mull over it. Mine's really fresh in my brain. Yeah, I had a lot of people ask me. I've already had to, uh, you know, tell people my basic thoughts about it, people who don't listen to the podcast. I know they're out there, believe it or yeah. not. Now, I, I, I stayed away from all the spoilers on websites and Facebook and stuff like that, and I talked to friends, and they were like, they were mixed. Everybody was mixed. It was like, oh, it was good. Oh, it was, uh good it was crap it was great the best dc movie so on and so forth Mm -hmm. i've heard all mixed reviews from all parts of the spectrum so i went in there going i'm just going to see what this is and go with it Mm -hmm. so how do you want to break this down um i'm going to start by saying uh do not listen to the paid reviewers the yahoo reviews the whatever reviews Unless you have someone in particular you trust their judgment a lot, do not listen to the reviews. If you think from the trailers you will like the movie, you will like the movie. If you think from the trailers you will not like the movie, you probably won't like the movie. Um, I will go with this. Use your own judgment because mm-hmm. everybody has. If your friends, and you and your friends have something similar and like, you're probably going to be about similar on this. But it, it's it, uh, there's a varying spectrum on this. I mean, yeah. it's it's back and forth. It is well, it's love back it, and forth it, enough that immediate. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it like a 38, and the fans give it like an 87. Yeah. So it's that totally you know divisive thing. Uh, Maxim DC does Cyborg literally look like CG from the 90s in the final movie? Kind of yes, but it's kind of supposed to. You know what? Wait, let's break it down by characters. Okay. Let's start with Cyborg. That would be, be a good way to... Let's, let's talk about Cyborg. Um, Character-wise, I liked Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg was good. Um, The one problem I did have with Cyborg is because his body, it didn't look right. Because I'm used to the big, meaty, bulky oh, yeah, robot the, look. The, the Teen Titans version. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm used to. I'm used to the, the robot version. And seeing the non-plated version, where you see like the exoskeleton and stuff, got on my nerves. Yeah, and but, I was like, I can understand, but it just got on my nerves the whole time. It, it might get on your nerves like that, but it is intentional. Correct. Everything I did with him was intentional, so I don't hold that against him. Uh, his, his story was fine. Uh, acted well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, good enough overall. I, I liked him, you know. I didn't. I didn't have any problems with Cyborg as a character, his acting and stuff like that. Not not that big of a deal. Uh, he was the more realistic one, in my opinion. Uh, which, he, which is saying something. Realistic, as in I think his Aquaman character was most realistic. Well, okay. <laughs> let, let's, let's go with this. He he's the more down to earth one of the problem mm-hmm. of what's going on. So I give a thumbs up for Cyborg. He was cool. I did have problems with the uniform. Uh, and the, the stuff. 
CG wasn't bad on him. It was no. still good. But it, it's just because I'm used to seeing the big bulky cyborg, not the exoskeleton type suit. Yeah. So thumbs up for cyborg on me. Yeah, thumbs up for cyborg. He's good. All right, let's go with uh, let's go let's with go Flash. Out. The Flash, okay. The Flash yeah. steals the show. Um, I'm every time he's on the screen, he he's he's good. I mean, he's playing the the novice hero, and he's novice hero, and he's playing it well. Yes, if you take it that this guy Flash is the noob of the team, doesn't know how to fight, which they they pretty much tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's even in the trailers. He doesn't know how to fight and everything. You're okay <laughs> with that. He is the comic relief in the show. But it's not like just jokes. It's correct. It's it's comic relief done well, honestly. He he may be one of the best superhero comic relief characters not named Rocket Raccoon out there. Yeah. He's the more oh shit, what did I get myself into type character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Douglas costume. I like the new co- the new Flash costume. I thought I wouldn't, but I but I but in the movie it didn't it didn't take me out. It didn't even really notice that it was, you know, strange or anything. No. So it was good. Um some really good moments involving the Flash. Um middle of the movie there is a scene where he's moving super fast and something surprises him. I'm not going to spoil it because it's a really good moment that wasn't shown in the trailers. And that is a really cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. Very, <laughs> you can you can say, and I don't even want to call him Flash. I want to call him Kid Flash. He, because he's he a kid. He's almost Kid Flash, yeah. Yes. He's, he's a kid. He's not an adult Flash. He's not, you know, 30-year-old. He, he is very Flash. Allen, but he is the youngest member of the team by far. Yes. I mean, you could uh, actually technically go, he's like 17, 18 type thing. Well, he's obviously in it. He's obviously old enough to be on his own. So I, I got that 19, early 20s from him. Yeah. Um, they do a little bit of his backstory. And and to uh, sidebar for, for a second, they're literally introducing three brand new characters in this movie mm-hmm. with no other backstory. And I feel like they do it pretty well. The, my problem that I had with Flash's backstory is... It was like, oh, this is the kid's problem. And then they flash to it, and you find out what the kid's problem is, and you're just like, I want to know a little bit more. What happened? Why was this? Why was that? But they uh, couldn't. Not in that movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the movie, it was actually kind of short for a starting-type movie. So, it they did cut 45 minutes out. Uh-huh. 45-plus uh, right minutes out, but I feel like that was a legitimate decision on their part, and I think it was a good decision. I mean, I'll buy the extended edition when it comes out. I, I really spoiler for how I feel overall, but yeah, I, I would buy the extended edition when it comes out. But yeah, there's some fleshed out that could be done, but I don't feel like this was the place to do it. Yeah. Because even, um, even the people I went with, they were like, it's only that long? It's a starter? I'm like, yeah. They, they, I think I want to see what the extended version does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Flash was good. I give Flash a thumbs up. I give Flash a thumbs up. Aquaman, let's get the other new one out of the way. Alright, I'm going to say one thing about Aquaman. And, and everybody's all about, why didn't he win the sexiest man on the People's <laughs> Choice? Alright, I'm going to tell you. Jason Momo, that boy, or how you pronounce his last name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that dude is ripped as... F- he is yeah. built like a brick shit out. I mean, he is hardcore man. And, and I feel like this is going to be his role like... Um... Uh, Batista for uh, Drax. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. A, there wasn't a lot there. He had the least of any of them. I feel. Mm-hmm. 
but he he made the most of it. You get an idea of his backstory from his brief interactions. Uh, they set the pace for his own movie that's going to be coming out. Um, I thought he was really cool. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> just, I'm going to like I like all the characters. I'll just get that out there so you don't just think it's a re- broken record. I do like all the characters. Um, I, I liked Aquaman. He was cool outside of the water. <laughs> when he went in the water. It felt like it was just a rush just to show, hey, it's Aquaman in the water. Because you really don't see him do any Aquaman-type stuff in the water, you know what I'm saying? No, he's just sort of fighting. They, they take a little bit of, like, oh, this is how you would fight in the water, but they don't they don't make it, they don't make it special. Mm-mm. They just make it a little bit different. So, yeah, there's there's that. I mean... I was just, there was, there's a lot to they could have crammed in this movie. That's the reason why I said I can't wait to see the extended version. Yeah, but... But for overall, as everything i would have liked to see a little bit more backstory of with atlantean and stuff uh because i thought that's part of who he is but it so there just wasn't enough there in my th- opinion this is the marvel effect where they took time and set up all their movies and didn't rush into it and dc the movies are kind of paying for that by having to cram so much in mm-hmm. so uh i feel like we revisit this movie in years when they've gotten all their solo movies out yep i, re- I think we have a better opinion of it then yeah uh, but yeah, thumbs up for for Aquaman also. Yeah, I didn't have a problem. And I mean, Aquaman wasn't as cheesy and stupid as everybody makes it. And they made him worthwhile, and his costume was good. Yeah, he had a cool cool costume. And and they, they even they even made it out. Uh, they, it even came to him in a proper way. Yeah, they don't show it, but they they imply it, and you can put one and one together and get two. Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to do next? Um, I don't know because. So the rest of the characters in the movie, the heroes in the movie, have already been introduced. Um, is that a spoiler? Is it really a spoiler? No, it's not. Everybody knows what this is. Fucking Superman's in the movie. Yeah. The best it's part not a is Everybody though, knows. he has good parts. He's in it the least, really, because he starts off dead. That's not really a spoiler. The other movie did come out, um, but they let him once everything's settled and he's back. They let him play the character more upbeat, more positive, and goddamn, it's a brush of fresh air versus, you know, dour in half of Man of Steel and dour as fuck through most of uh, Batman vs Superman. I really enjoyed him being able to be more positive, upbeat, happy. Let let Henry Cavill's charisma show through more. See, I I, I kind of had a problem with that because I like my to me. I like my Superman as a Boy Scout, okay? Uh, I like him as a Boy Scout, and I felt like they were just trying to push the... And I don't want to say smart Alec or smart-ass remarks from him, but it was too chipper, in my opinion. Oh, and I, too confident. And, and, and it kind of it kind of got on our nerves. It just didn't feel right. Because I... And this, I think it's just because of a personal choice. Because I like my Superman as the Boy Scout. He felt more like Dean Kane Superman and less like, say, animated series Superman. I can go with you on that one. I'll go with you on that one. And I watched a lot of Dean Kane Superman. Uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was a great idea. I'm sure some of those are Joss Whedon uh, reshoots. Actually, one of the critics listened to said that he could see that they CGI'd off the, the facial hair he had to mm-hmm. do a couple reshoot scenes. And he's like, if I notice it, 100% of people are going to notice it. This just yeah. in. I didn't fucking notice it at all. Hey, yeah. What's funny is, is when he came on the screen, I was like looking for the mustache. Yeah, it's, it, 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 
if you're looking for it, maybe you find it. But if you're just sitting there and watching the movie, I didn't notice at all. Okay. I'd even forgotten about that whole thing before until he mentioned it again. I think that uh, if they would have done the beard on him and not just a mustache, it'd have been okay. Maybe, but you know, I I liked him. Uh, thumbs up again. I thought he had some good scenes. Um, the first scene with him at the very beginning of the movie, I think, is the best scene of him, though. With the podcasting. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was good. That that that, I would have loved more of that in the pre in the previous Batman in the previous Superman movie. It would have helped a lot. Make him feel like he is loved because the way he was acting that movie, he why would people love him? Yeah, he's a dour douche. Fuck that guy. I'm sure he's <laughs> saving us. Thank you for saving us, Superman. But man, can you smile? Yeah. Is it gonna hurt you? You're not Batman. Speaking of which, are we gonna go on Batman now? Let's do Batman. Because uh, I, I feel like the last one we're both going to be gushing over pretty much. Um, um, maybe not. But uh, Batman, <laughs> um, Ben Affleck, it, he delivers a good performance, but it's a sort of a tale of two performances. Sometimes it feels like he's strained to be there, but most of the time it feels like he it fits right in and is doing a great job. What do you think? Fuck him. Oh. I hated Every single minute of him as Batman. Wow. He, it, it got on my nerves. He didn't seem like Bruce Wayne. He didn't seem like Batman. He was whiny. He was bitchy. He, he, it just, it, and I think it was also his acting. He just really rubbed me the wrong way. Let, I'm let me ask this trying to, straight up. Do you, do you like Ben Affleck normally? Actually, I do. Okay. I do. Um, it's good to know when the people are listening because if you normally like, if you normally don't like him, if you didn't like yeah. him, it says different. But I, I actually liked him. I thought he he seems like the old and um, been at it a while Batman. He actually had some amazing character moments. Um, some of them probably could have been pointed out a little more, but the ones that you catch, I thought were really good. I mean, it goes back, you know, saying that you know, and Ben Affleck was the bomb, and you know, Phantoms. You know, that old quote. He, I like Ben Affleck, but for Batman, I couldn't get into it. He was just way too whiny, way too... Because he was trying to put the team together, and he was like, all the pressure was on him to do it, and it just didn't work out. And it his, his acting was kind of poor, uh, his voicing was poor, and the one thing I couldn't stand more than anything was his costume. And I'm not talking about the whole costume. It was the facial area that covers the nose and the chin. I'm so used to having a chin guard or whatever that goes underneath and around the chin a bit. And when it was underneath the chin, it just looked really weird to me. And it distracted me a lot. And I was just like... And every time he talked, I was like, you're really being a whiny, spoiled little brat with this part. And I just couldn't stand it. I didn't get that at all. I felt that he had the weight of the world in his shoulders. I felt he had some good scenes. Um, there's a scene where he and Alfred are talking about Superman. I won't spoil, spoil what's in it, but it was a really poignant scene of, you know, what Bruce thinks of where his life has gone. Um, there's a good, a good scene, scene. but good scene between him and Superman towards the end there, where he calls in the big guns. That uh, was very good. Uh, and if you extrapolate that scene into later when he comes up with the plan to. Uh, you know, attack at the end that fits slides right into there for for a good little arc for Batman in there. Yeah, I don't think he's the perfect Batman. Um, 
No. I feel like I don't I don't know if there's an actor out there who'd be the perfect Batman, I'll be honest. I feel like overall between the two and a little bit of cameo movies he's been in, he is one of the better. Um, to be fair, I wasn't the best fan of Christian Bale, but Christian Bale may just be the best overall Batman because he can do all of it. Yes, Max and we love Michael <laughs> Keaton. Michael Keaton is a horrible Bruce Wayne. Yes. He, no, he, I... he acted it. He didn't look it, though. That's the problem. When I mean, he switched to Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer's like, oh, great Bruce Wayne. Fucking terrible Batman. Yeah. And George Clooney tried his fucking best, but George Clooney could not save that movie from... Yeah. I mean, I like that movie. I enjoy watching that movie, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. My problem is, is, is Batman just was, it was really whiny. Ben Affleck was just horrible in the part. You could see it looked like he was straining to be Batman. Sometimes he definitely did. Yeah. I think you're, you're focusing on those times, but yeah, I think I, there's sometimes I think he did. I think if he steps away, that would probably be okay. He did. Have, I mean, he did have some good lines, like you're talking the Alfred and him talking about Superman. He had yeah. some good lines, some good poignant information. Yeah. But it was just so annoying. I was like, oh, can we get off of Batman and go to someone else? Uh, so, you're obviously going to give Batman a thumbs down. I still give him a thumbs yes. up. I, I enjoyed him. Uh, Wonder Woman. Giving you the sideways glance, because I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not... Now, I love Wonder Woman movie. And I think it's not that I had a problem with Wonder Woman. I had a problem of how she fought in the movie. And it's not that she fought wrong or that she did anything wrong. It's just every scene came down to, and we've all seen we've all seen the Wonder Woman movie, and the Clash of the Bracers. Okay, that's her. That's her thing. That's her finishing move. That's what she goes for. Yeah, but it didn't have to be in every single scene that she fights in, and it just it just it got overplayed. I'll say I this: will, it got overplayed. I will counter as someone who's watched Superman forget he has fucking heat vision a million times. <laughs> I am happy when superheroes remember all of their goddamn powers. That's, that's a big thing for remember the powers. I'd never problem with that. Didn't notice it. I actually thought Gal Gadot was not the best because I really liked Flash a little bit better. But she she was definitely second best. She was good. There's even some interesting points with her. Mm -hmm. uh, Batman calls her out on her shit, if you will. Yes, it does, and it, and that's a point at scene that when he calls her out on that crap. I just um, wish that they had not brought Superman back for this movie, and they would have let her do more. You know what I mean? Well, Based on what I, he said, yeah, if, if she she's not the right actress for what they Trump wanted to make her into, Correct. so Superman had to come back. But if he hadn't. I would have liked to see her instead, you know, do more herself. But she was still good. I enjoyed her in, in pretty much every scene she was in. I like watching her fight. Um, damn, my, she's I, powerful. Yeah. My only problem was is the Clash of Bracers, in my opinion, got used too much. Fair criticism, but I, like I said, I don't agree. <laughs> she was still good. Still good. Didn't have a problem. She gives a thumbs up. Um... I didn't like that there was a lot of times that they would show her is um, and they would show the other ones it would be a bottom shot of her butt and then the other characters I was like really do we need to show her at no don't get me wrong she's so, a hot looking woman but there was a lot of quite a few shots from the butt area of her let's get the elephant out of the out of the out of the room <sighs> Snyder's not a good director I'm sorry Zack Snyder 
God bless you, man. You should not have had to live through the horrible shit in your personal life that happened. But you're not a great director. You make great moments, but you can't make a movie. And it was and it was visible in this movie. Yeah. There were some moments you're like, those are moments. And I think honestly, the best thing that happened was Joss Whedon coming in and adding some more character and heart to the movie. I imagine a if Joss Whedon wasn't involved, I imagine this movie would have been a little more dour, not quite as interesting as some of those jokes. And, uh, you know, tension breakers. Um, but, uh... Let's it, go. You know, it happened like it did. Um, oh, let's talk about the villain. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah Steppenwolf. I don't care. He, he's not important. He didn't need to be important. Uh, I think he actually is the epitome of showing what they were trying to do with this movie. Yeah. Jo- the, the, the villain was pretty much non-existent. Yeah, he was disposable. He wasn't bad. No. But he also wasn't good. He was there. Yeah. But that wasn't the point. The point of this movie was twofold. Mm-hmm. One, get the league together. He functioned for getting the league together. They could not take him separately. Maybe Superman could. Superman. Probably Superman could have, yeah. Technically, Wonder Woman should have been able to, too, but whatever. They need to have Superman <laughs> in. Two was they needed to undo all the bullshit they fucked up in Batman vs. Superman. Yes. I.e., killing Superman. Correct. Um, so they they succeeded on both of those. So the villain doesn't matter. The story is perfunctory, solid, but not a, not inventive, new or anything. But it's a comic book story, and it fits. Yep. And if I say anything, the story at least gave us that excellent flashback scene when when uh, when Wonder Woman's explaining. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a good scene. Yeah. Lots of Easter eggs. Very cool stuff. Yeah, definitely um, a lot of Easter eggs. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. Um, so let's give it let's give it a rating before we talk about after credit scenes. Uh, I'll be honest, I only caught one of them because I had to pee so oh bad. Oh my it gosh! Was fucking painful. Oh like, man! I was literally in pain. Okay, so let's let, let's go ahead and give how many shots of Kraken for you? Two. It's uh, a solid two. It's 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 better than your bog standard action movie. Um, and it really should be higher, but the couple missteps they made were big enough to require that extra half shot of Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm on the side, and, and people ask me, and I'm like, it's meh, is the best way to put it. So I'm like a three, two and a half to three shots, a little bit higher than you. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good, if you know what I'm saying. It was just there. Uh, I um, would actually counter that. It actually was good, but it definitely wasn't great. It wasn't as good as Wonder Woman. Um... Keeping in mind that I really like Suicide Squad more than most people, it was maybe a tiny step higher than Suicide Squad. Yeah. To me, um, it, was, it's, it just wasn't great. On the Marvel scale, it rates about a Thor. Thor 1? Thor 1. Okay. If you say Ragnarok, I'm going to punch you. No. no. <laughs> Ragnarok's, Ragnarok's up there. It, it, it rates as a low Marvel movie. I'll, I'll be honest. Thor is the only Marvel series that uh, has a movie, uh, has all of its movies under. Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it's close. It wasn't great, but it was... For me, it wasn't great. It was barely good, but I would... I'd wait till the extended version came out, and hopefully uh, it's a whole lot better. I would see it in the theater. I will see it in the theater again in the cheap theaters if some of my buddies want to go, or my mom wants to go or something. Um, I would probably not pay full theater price again, maybe matinee if it was a good situation. So... Uh, after credit scenes real quick uh, the first one 
first one was pure fluff fucking awesome yeah great pure pure fun pure fluff just pure character building yes it was super cool um i've heard a little about the second one oh it has one of my favorite dc characters in it deathstroke the terminator yes yeah i i read about it because it's no spoiler to me um stay to the end uh it's luther and him talking about starting a team is that correct yes yes so i got the gist of it i do that's kind of the reason the reason i want to see it again maybe in the cheap theater because i want to see that scene when i don't have to pee so bad it hurts yeah there's two uh, scenes one very shortly after and at the very end and the very end is you're just like i I knew who exactly who it was when even from the silhouette i'm like i know who that guy is and mm -hmm. i was like yeah i want to see who that is yeah so much like I feel about Man of Steel, this movie uh, wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it left me with hope for the future. Hopefully, they don't do another Batman vs Superman and crush those hopes again. Yeah, because DC's got a lot to live up to. Yeah, um, it's not as good as Wonder Woman. Woman brought you up. This will bring you back down to more realistic. But I'll be honest: if every superhero movie from here on out came out and hit this level. It'd be okay. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Like, if all their movies hit this level, it'd be okay. You want them to hit higher, but if all they could aspire to is this, maybe with a couple less of the absolute missteps, it'd be fine. So there is our review on Justice League. Um, guys, we're actually at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we talked a lot about Justice League. Actually, we talked a lot about Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Which is fine. Because Batman. But they're going to be doing another it. Batman. I understand they're doing a new Batman movie and choosing another Batman character. Person from Batman. Also, her, it's not going to be part of their actual DC Cinematic Universe, which, Correct. if so, is a horrible, horrible mistake. Yeah. You need to keep it all together. You don't need to tell things in oh. order. Oh, wait, we wait, know wait, Batman's wait. not going to die. You can tell a Batman story out of order because we know he's not going to die. What about. We did, did anybody watch the Deadpool 2 trailer? Of course. It was in front of the movie. It wasn't in front of mine. Oh, it wasn't? Oh. No. Spoil the it Bob it. Ross inspired one. Yeah, that Holy was pretty cool. Shit, that was funny. That, that was a fun teaser. I, yes. I enjoyed that. Yes, that was really goes. Cool. I'm tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. So, it's on the internet. You can find it. It was it was legit. All right, guys. It is actually three minutes past, which is okay. We don't mind going long. Uh, we hope everybody enjoyed everything. Like <laughs> usual, please take care of yourself. Please take care of others. And I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Good night, guys. Good night. funny they don't even know what happened but that was funny oh i currently can't connect my webcam